Welcome to the Sermon Podcast for First St. Charles United Methodist Church in downtown St. Charles, Missouri. We are so glad that you're here, and it's our prayer that you feel safe, welcome, and wanted in this space. If you're interested in finding out more about us or supporting our ministries, you can connect with us online at firststcharlesumc.org. Today's scripture comes from the book of Proverbs and the book of Second Peter. From Proverbs, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. From Second Peter, but do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish but all to come to repentance. This is the word that renews our spirit. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. It started with this old house. Then came Fixer Upper with Chip and Joanna Gaines and the Property Brothers and Trading Spaces and Love It or Listed and Flip or Flop and Tiny House Nation. I've been watching them all for years. Almost 20 years ago now, during a period of significant unsettledness in my life, a high school buddy had me convinced that the way to economic security was to have a side hustle, you know, in addition to the whole pastor gig, buying, renovating, and flipping houses. I even went so far as to form a limited liability corporation with the state of Missouri in order to provide a layer of legal protection. I named it HSB Investments. My initials spelled backwards. Nothing ever came of it. I never purchased or tried to flip a single house. And I'm glad that I never really went down that road. Timing the market, buy low, sell high, whether the real estate or stock market, it seldom works out well. Think you've got an inside track on the future? Think again. There's an old Buddhist story, maybe older, which teaches us this lesson. Once upon a time, there was a Chinese farmer. He had worked his crops for many years. One day his horse ran away. It was his one horse, vital to his life and livelihood. Days passed. His horse did not return. Upon hearing the news, his neighbors came and tried to sympathize. Such bad luck, they said. Maybe, said the farmer. Good luck, bad luck, who can say? The day after that, The horse returned, bringing two wild stallions with him. The neighbors returned. Such good luck, they exclaimed. Maybe, said the farmer. Good luck, bad luck, who can say? The following day, the farmer's son tried to train one of the untamed horses. It was thrown off and broke his leg. The neighbors returned. Such bad luck, they said, with sympathy. Maybe, said the farmer. Good luck, bad luck, who can say? The day after that, 
Military officials came to the village to draft young men for the army to fight in a war. It was a terrible war, and many young men never returned. Seeing that the farmer's son had a broken leg, they passed him by. Such good luck, cried the neighbors. Maybe, replied the farmer. We never know what the fortunes of the present moment will bring. We live by faith in the midst of our not knowing. There's no other kind of faith. And such faith trusts, endures, sometimes evidence to the contrary, in the faithfulness at the heart of things. Today we wrap up our three-sermon series we're calling Flipped or Flopped on the building of our faith. If the first sermon spoke to the architecture of our faith, the space God gives us to work things out, and last week's sermon spoke to the brokenness, the messiness of our lives, this week is focused on how we move through time in faith. Echoing the lessons of the Chinese farmer, our reading from Proverbs says, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. In this is wisdom. The earliest Christians soon discovered that they had a problem with time. The expected return of Christ didn't happen. Soon, they said, soon Christ is going to return, soon. And Maranatha, they prayed, come, Lord Jesus, would you hurry, please, come soon. And days became weeks, became months, and months became years, and loved ones started dying. And how do you lean in to such a future? If you've known anxiety about the future, worried about the future, fretted over the future, you know the feeling. Indeed, Christians can sometimes be among the most anxious people you'll ever meet. Reinhold Niebuhr once said that the root of much of our anxiety, much of our sin, is anxiety. It's what we might call the tyranny of anxiety. We want certainty. Faith counters that with trust. It's a trust that focuses on the here and now. Maybe you know that Bach wrote a cantata that when translated to English comes out as, I have enough. It is enough. I have taken the Savior, the hope of the devout, into my longing arms. It is enough. I've gazed on Him. My faith has pressed Jesus to my heart. I would now, even today, gladly wish to leave this world. It is enough. On certainly a less serious note, it's a matter of knowing the difference between needs and wants. As someone has said, I want to lose weight, but I need 
donuts. I think I've overheard that in a thought bubble from more than one member of our congregation. To focus on today. The needs of today are real, not imagined need, and not fret over the future to trust. This is the posture of we who've taken the Savior into our arms and into our heart, too. It is such a need that compelled the author of 2 Peter to say, but do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. Again, with Niebuhr, who spoke of that Christian resource that he called long sight. We can take the long view, the longest really, because we live by and for God whose sight is the longest. It's insight in the very best sense. We're seeing in to the heart of God by seeing into the God of the future. Do you know the old gospel song? It was most recently sung by Leanne Rhymes. There are things about tomorrow that I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Why? Second Peter explains it this way. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. God has taken the long view, is long-sighted, because God doesn't want anyone to perish. A theological highlight for me, was getting to hear a lecture series by the great German theologian Jürgen Moltmann. Someone once asked him, Herr Moltmann, are you a universalist? He responded with humor saying, not at all. There are a lot of people I never want to see again. Then he added, however, God might be a universalist because there is no one God doesn't want to see again the Lord is not slow about his promise not wanting any to perish but all to come to repentance what might repentance look like might it look like a freedom from worry a turning toward trust is not salvation at its very heart a trusting in the heart of God Fred Craddock tells a story from his early ministry in a small town in Oklahoma there was a group of men who met every morning for coffee at the downtown cafe a 77 year old man named Frank was the leader of the group. He was quite a successful farmer and businessman, a decent man, but was decidedly unreligious. He was not in any way a churchgoer as 
most in that town were. Uh, Frank passed the young preacher one day on the street, and smelling a possible evangelical moment about to happen, said to Fred, I work hard, I take care of my family, and I mind my business. As far as I'm concerned, everything else is fluff. In other words, leave me alone. I'm not a prospect for your church. That's why the guys at the cafe and most others in town were surprised when one Sunday Frank came to church and presented himself for baptism. People wondered why. Had his mind gone round the bend? Was he ill and wanted to cover all his bases before he breathed his last? The town was abuzz with the news. One day after his baptism, Craddock asked him, Frank, you remember what you said to me that day, your philosophy? I work hard, take care of my family, mind my own business. The rest is fluff. Frank said, yes, I remember. I said that a lot. Craddock asked, you still say that? Frank answered, yeah. Then what's the difference? The man said, I didn't know what my business was. This is the business we are in. This is the business we are in. It's the business of trust and serving human need. And so, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Craddock baptized Frank. May God's Spirit so baptize us this day.